Citizen Theatre acknowledges First Nations sovereignty and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and communities by traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past, present and future. Welcome to the Citizen Theatre Podcast, where creatives come together to talk about what moves them. Come with me, Thomas Parrish, on CT's journey of continuing to create curious and socially conscious new and existing work, making you think by making you feel. Today's conversation is with Ash Norton, where we discuss costume design, sustainability, and give some great advice for those who are up and coming. Hi everyone, <laughs> welcome back. I am here with the wonderful and talented and hardworking Ashlyn Norton. Ashlyn, or Ash, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, in this uh, pandemic time, Ash and I are doing this not in person today. We are over the wonderful um, technology that we have here, but I am in one of Asha's beautifully designed gowns that she did for me. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here in my living room, which is really great. But I guess the good thing about this application is, or like podcasts, is people have no idea what we're doing. So, I mean, for all they know, we could be, you know, dressed up in something crazy very citizen theatre-like, doing, I don't know, crazy wacky That's things. very true. That's <laughs> so, very true. And in these pandemic times, I think we need crazy costumes. So Absolutely. You know, so, imagination. <laughs> what, Ash, tell me about yourself. What, what do you regard yourself as, as a creative and what's your passion in the arts? Okay, um, that's a tough one. I feel like I love a really big range of different things. Obviously my number one passion is kind of costume design, um, but that kind of allows me to do a lot of really fun stuff. So I really enjoy kind of making lots of costumes and um, trialing lots of different things and techniques, which I've really got a lot of experience in in citizen theatre because we're always doing wacky, crazy things that <laughs> kind of seem a bit impossible. Um, I'm always drawing up all these shapes and um, crazy textures and things that I have to kind of recreate. Um, and I also love, uh, I love dressing actors. I love working with actors and creating characters with costumes. So, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I get to do a lot of different fun stuff and it's very collaborative um with citizen theater especially like we're yeah. all kind of in it together I feel like we all have a part in this little world which is nice yeah absolutely and I think we all have a say in certain aspects of things too in a sense that you know you might say Definitely. hey I feel like this part of the costume is going to really affect how you are going to move in some way which is definitely the case for me when we did Forgotten Places and, you know, yes, you had that definitely. crazy red little number on the top with the fringe and, you know, 
and really what you do I think really affects um character development and well I mean yeah specifically in uh, when the light leaves too having once you put everything on us I feel like that just elevated everyone's characters and as well as everyone's trajectory through the play yeah absolutely it's amazing how when you put on the clothes of another person of a character you don't feel like you anymore and it really shapes um the way you act and and the way you feel I think as well like especially for when the light leaves obviously we were dealing with some pretty heavy stuff and um it was amazing to see how the colors and the lighting everything combined made you a very healthy young man look so unwell and so kind of you could see him fading away it was really it was really interesting and yeah. it was such a different piece to what we've done before absolutely exciting yeah and <laughs> I think something that people may not know if you did come and see when the light leaves when Ash did the design uh, everyone had a wristwatch or a nurse's watch particularly for Alice she had a nurse's watch mm. except Dan, which I think was a really cool little uh, detail that mm. not many people would have picked up on, I think. Or maybe people did. I, I actually forgot to ask people afterwards. Um, but I think you're a very detailed designer, which is an incredible skill. Oh, thank you. I, I think that the details are really important. And even if no one kind of notices them or thinks about it, I think it's, I think sometimes it sits in the subconscious of your mind when you're watching something and even though you might not specifically notice it I think it's it's an idea and a concept that comes through in those little details which makes it really important and it might change the way you know actors or directors work with script and thing and props and things like that so yeah especially with the watches it was yeah it was a really interesting um way to think about the play that everyone kind of has schedules and time and um and the whole concept of time within that play was so important that, yeah, mm. it was, it's, it's amazing how that costume can play into those like larger concepts. So what other, so you've done Forgotten Places both times? Yes. Uh, and then you, <laughs> d- you're on for Mara Corpa, yeah? Yes, I am. It's so, it's actually in these times, it's really nice to have all this time to really think about the designs and spend so much time drawing and yeah. really, um, creating like an entire character and I'm doing front views and back views and <laughs> close-ups and like different scenes and I'm like wow I've never had this much time on my hands. The luxury. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's nice to step back especially because Mara Corpa is going to be such an in, like a huge world um, away from where we are. It's mm. it's cool to kind of think about everything and think about what a uniform is in that place and Hmm. how uniforms change for different people and different roles and things like that so what's your favorite part if you have one of the process of creating these designs oh okay um I think my favorite part is probably I think it's really rewarding to get to dress rehearsals and tech rehearsals and have more time to kind of see everything when it's all put together because mm. so much changes in that time. Like you wouldn't believe how much kind of uh, is a last, almost a last minute decision, even though it's might've been in the works for a long time. Sometimes when you see actors 
performing in real time and under lighting with props and on a stage things change a lot and I kind of like um, being able to provide solutions to all of that and um, kind of fully be involved in that whole process uh, and seeing it come to life as well that's really exciting. So you're working on Mara Uh, is there anything else for you at the moment that you're working on during this time? Um, There's there's a few things kind of that are on the on the in the works I suppose um (laughs) (laughs) there's always something going on um I I have a few other projects towards the end of the year um but because I've got all this time and nothing is kind of set in stone I I tend to get a little bit um put my blinkers up and tend to get really involved in in a project at a time yeah uh especially when it's when I'm you know, really getting into the depths of it, it's hard to switch over and switch focuses. Mm. So at the moment, it's a lot of Maracorp. It's a lot of, I'm like, I've gotten really stuck into the like learning about different philosophies and how they influence costume and, and utilitarianism and how that has like fed into uniforms and things like that. So I've been able to really spend too much time on it, really. Can you <laughs> tell me though. more about that? That sounds fascinating. It it really is. Um, I, I also did a lot of research into um, bureaucracy and how governments, um, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert and I'd, I'm probably not going to be perfect on any of this, uh, but... It was just interesting because uh, Maricorpus centers so much about um, about the bureaucracies and and going through the right channels to get things done and everything kind of being swept off in red tape and it was interesting to kind of learn about how so many governments do use those systems and um, a lot of the reason behind that is because governments are so changeable and change every couple of years so they need to divide things off into different sections and have different people run things because otherwise things would just change every two years or every four years when governments change so nothing would be consistent so they need all these like different practices um and different I guess little uh little shoots off of the government to like take care of things like Centrelink and Mm. all those like you know various departments that we have within the government um and then utilitarianism is all about uh, kind of doing things for the good of all people. And then there's like many different branches of utilitarianism. So, for example, there's practical utilitarianism, which uh, you can stop me if I'm talking about this too much. No, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> which every is moment. about <laughs> if someone was to kind of uh, walk into a situation where Um, you know, a bunch of people were being held uh, ransom. And for some reason, the head of the group said, all right, you can either shoot one person and you have to shoot them or we will go ahead and shoot this whole group of 20 people. So utilitarianism, Mm. the original and the kind of purest uh, stream, I think, uh, says that you should shoot that one person for the good of the 19 others. Mm. But then there's other types of utilitarianism, which uh, encourages 
a kind of a step back approach. So um, it shouldn't be your responsibility. There shouldn't be blood on your hands. So it shouldn't be your decision to have to make that. And it was just interesting um, how that, like, what would you do in that situation? And is the blood really on your hands or is it a decision that was kind of out of your hands? I don't know. It's just interesting. And how that applies to costumes. I was about to say, and so how has that affected? Yeah the way you've designed like what does that meant is it like about lines and shapes colors like has any of that changed because of that those theories you've listened uh, researched or what is it that changed um a lot of it has been going into the history of uh i guess a lot of um countries and societies that that kind of tried for this utilitarianism idea and what like what the good of all means and what mm. it means to kind of if everyone had a a base that they had to kind of go to and what if everyone wore exactly the same thing and how would that work and how would it change for everyone's different jobs and roles in society um how would we take away you know people being richer or poorer and put them all in the same thing and I guess it, it's really come from like uh, a lot of like military costumes uh, I mean uniforms <laughs> yeah. and um, really like stripping it back and seeing what's actually necessary and needed in uniforms because um, throughout history there's been a lot of really decorative uniforms and what have we stripped all that back and only, you know, used materials that were really, um, really, what's the word, non-decorative and completely what if our whole world was completely just useful and not pretty yeah it's kind of yeah it's an interesting sort of concept wow I can't wait to see them Mm. Mm, yeah it's uh I don't I think it's going to be totally different to what we've ever done before again yeah which is exciting right Um, it is every time there's always something new and exciting and strange yeah absolutely very strange (laughs) I've been having like a lot of fun playing between the kind of that everything's a little bit funny and wacky but also very very serious and a bit scary yeah and there's kind of a really interesting line to kind of cross and and play with like I think it um talking with Jade the the writer and director uh she really likes playing with that too and it's quite a funny play but there's yeah. some really like deep and disturbing uh, themes and things that happen in it. So it's it's kind of really interesting playing with changing faces and changing forms to make yeah. them both silly and over the top and a little bit scary. So for every process that you have when creating new work or new costumes for work, is it always different or do you have like a similar process that you do each time or does it depend completely on the themes and the director themselves? Like every, I'm sure every director deals differently and or every producer too. So what, what does it mean for you when you're doing your process? I think that probably my process now I've honed it fairly like quite a lot. And I, um, I think I pretty much follow the same one every time. Um, but obviously it always ends up 
in different designs is interesting. Um, but my number one thing is just reading through the script and seeing what kind of colors and images pop up from that and what ideas come from that. And then from there I do a breakdown, uh, which talks about all of the um, necessities of the costumes, what they need to do, if they need pockets, if they talk about having gloves or glasses or some kind of protective equipment, all of that sort of thing. And that's the document that I most reference through the whole process. Mm. Um, and from there, I start drawing. Uh, Jade and the director for this one and for all of Citizens Theatre stuff is very collaborative and I feel really comfortable with sending her whatever I draw up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as that's crazy awesome. as it might be or as abstract as it might be. And she loves that. And I send a lot of pictures and stuff. And then from there, I'll come up with, I always draw out all the designs I can. Mm. Um, and like some designers don't draw, but I just feel the need to draw everything up and see it all together on a page. And then from there, we kind of, yeah, start creating it. And it always ends up a little bit differently um, <laughs> to the original designs, but it, it kind of, I think it keeps the same overall aesthetic, definitely. Yeah. So how did you get into costume design? Um, I think I've just always been really interested in theatre, uh, yeah. live productions, as well as films. And um, I think from a very young age, I was more interested in dressing the dolls than uh, playing mum or doing anything with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was always a really good sewer. My nan taught me to sew from a really young age and it all kind of cultivated into, well, I want to sew. I don't want to be in fashion. So how can I kind of use this? Mm. Um, and, yeah, it turned out to be costume. So what turned you away from fashion? Um, I have, I really think that costume is, gives you the ability to be a lot more um, environmentally friendly uh, and reuse and recycle uh, a lot of materials and clothing, which I think is really important and um, Citizen Theatre has always like really supported that and uh, we're always really keen to reuse as much as we can and also source from sustainable um, places as well. Uh, I also really like the historical side of it and I really like having direction. I'm not very good without structure and I think fashion can be a little bit too much not uh, a bit maybe too conceptual or too vague and not I think you can really get through with costumes and create characters and create worlds that um, I would struggle to do with fashion but obviously fashion designers are amazing in their own right and have this amazing creativity that I I just couldn't do without the boundaries and without a script and without more purpose I think yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still, both forms are incredibly valid. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just don't know how they do it. <laughs> I'm sure they don't know how you do, do it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I take a lot of um, inspiration from fashion designers and because they are, have such ability to be so free in their designs, 
you can get some really amazing um, looks and you can get some really amazing ideas from what they're doing. Um, is there a specific really designer exciting. that you look up to a lot, either costume or fashion? Uh, I feel like nearly all of my costume designs reference Vivian Westwood. <laughs> yeah. She is amazing. <laughs> Somehow I managed to claw her into everything I do, uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> uh, I love her so much. I also love Jean-Paul Gaultier. Mm. Um, he, he's just amazing and beautiful and uh, I love Balenciaga's old works and like Dior's new look and things like that. I love a lot of um, historical in terms of like uh, post-war fashion. Um, right. I love all of that. I love Issey Miyake who like, yeah. heavily inspired Forgotten Places. Oh, of um, course. I used a lot. Yeah. So all those colours and all of that movement within the designs was definitely heavily influenced influenced by um yeah so yeah there's there's a lot of designers but I feel like I have kind of a top five that I always go back to somehow always end up back to them they're always on my Pinterest they're always on my Instagram (laughs) too well (laughs) so what about post-war fashion uh inspires you um I think it was a really, really important time in the Western world and it influences a lot of what we have around us at the moment. Um, It also introduced a lot of the shapes that we still see today uh, that are probably a little bit more extreme in post-war fashion. So um, New Look by Dior really brought out the strong shoulder and the small waist and the um, big flowy skirt. Um, I'm also really interested in the idea that before, you know, the war ended, they were so rationed, they could only have, you know, certain amounts of material and they had to kind of make do and mend. And then they had this like brilliant time of celebration and excitement about what they could do. Finally, now the, the world, the um, war had ended and they came up with some really I, I think the designs really speak of the the happiness and the freedom that they felt at that time. And I think that really communicates through the shapes. And so, yeah, I just really love it. And I loved the freedom it kind of gave women and the ability to kind of create their own style. So I think it's really important in fashion history. Absolutely. I think, and I, you can see that in your work, I think specifically too, if I look at Forgotten Places and the freedom that you were able to explore in both versions, I think is really awesome. Mm, Yeah. Forgotten Places is a lot of fun to design for. It's very free. It's very funny. There's a lot of like comical aspects to it. Um, And, you know, the acting and the singing, it's very joyous. And I think like it's definitely one to recommend. I hope that we keep doing Forgotten Places. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking, this is kind of harking back a few minutes ago, something you brought up, uh, sustainability in costume design. So what, mm. how, how do you go about it? What's your first go-to? Do you like op shop to find material first or what do you do? Uh, well, luckily in Melbourne we have a really good 
uh, network of designers who are interested in sustainability. Uh, So we all share um, our as many resources as we can. So that's like offcuts of fabric, um, and that's also all the all the costumes that we've used on all our many diverse range of um, productions that we've all worked on. So often I'll first go to my little network of friends and see mm. if anyone has anything. We all share our designs and kind of share um, as much as we can. Uh, that's why I think designs end up always looking a little bit different to the drawings because we can't always find exactly what we've drawn, but we can often find a very similar item or similar colours or patterns. Do you think um, certain designers uh, too struggle with that in the sense that you seem to be the very, a very open person to going, well, whatever the, I receive in terms of materials is what I'm going to work with and that's fine. It's not going to be exactly the same. Do you find think some people struggle with that and go, well, my design is my design? Yeah, I think it would be really hard if you couldn't... Um, if you were really specific on what you had to buy. And there's definitely been times where I've really struggled with that and struggled to find a solution. But I think they're also part of designing and part of costume designing especially is like creating looks. Um, And, you know, there's been times when, you know, I've found the perfect colour of overalls and they would never, ever fit the actor because they're teeny tiny and you can... (laughs) you can find a curtain in a different colour and put a stripe up the side or you can pull them all apart and, you know, mismatch all of them together so they end up being something else. And I think that you've got to kind of incorporate sustainability into the aesthetic of your design to make it work because you're never, ever going to find that perfect blue spotted shirt because the universe will not allow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you've got to be really open and, and also be open to people's ideas. Um, a lot of, if I'm struggling, I will talk to a lot of other designers and see what they've done in the past and where they might have found things or how they might have changed things to make it work. Um, yeah, there's a lot of creative people out there. So I think if you, you know, try and get all your resources together and, and talk with other people, we can all benefit a lot more. Yeah. So have you used any of your old costumes themselves to remake new costumes as a part of sustainability or what else have you done? Is there any other ways? Um, A lot of what I do is use either the fabric of an old costume or I'm trying to think, uh, when the light leaves, for example, I I dyed a lot of things that I already had. Or I found things in op shops and and dyed them because that's a really good way of getting the exact colour that you want (laughs) is to just put it all in a bucket and dye it. So, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, that's that's what I generally do. And, I mean, a lot of – depends what you're designing, but a lot of kind of basic items you can definitely get from um, past productions, like things like white shirts and – black shoes and things like that are definitely reusable. And the more productions you do, the more of a store you kind of build up and the more you know what's around. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of, yeah. I still actually have in my cupboard a part of the When the Light Leaves costume that I need to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. Well, you know, so if you I ever will need get them it. to you. Yeah, if I ever need the bo- the boxer shorts, which are sitting in my cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know when it'll come up. <laughs> True. Um, so, what, do you have any advice for anyone who's an up and coming costume designer or someone who wants to get into it? Like, what what's their What's the, well, actually, that's two questions. What's like the first step someone should do if they really want to get into costume and they're not sure how? Okay. Ooh, this is tricky. Um, I think the first step is to start, just start doing something, either um, contacting local, uh, you know, directors or um, companies or something and asking if you can be an intern or an assistant or help in some way. I know that lots of productions will take on help. We always need help. We always need an extra pair of hands. So even if you're just taking notes or just being an extra pair of eyes, I think that uh, that would be a really good way to see into the world, which is um, because it's a pretty crazy world, as you would know, Thomas. Absolutely. (laughs) yeah it's it's very varied it's very fun um but yeah I think it would be good to kind of just just go in and have a look and see what it's like to to be a director or an actor or a stage manager or lighting designer or any of the many um, roles and see kind of what you would like to do or what really stands out and sparks your passion I suppose yeah that's beautiful (laughs) and so Um, what advice do you have to someone who is an up-and-coming designer and they're on their way do you have anything that like any kind of like do's and don'ts or whatever you want to kind of give as a piece of advice yeah um I think the main advice I give people which is a tough one uh is just you've just got to kind of dive in with both feet it's really really scary and it's really hard and it's, you know, not always financially stable and that's really scary. Um, But I think that sometimes you've just got to kind of pick it up and run with it. If you get opportunities, say yes. Might not always be the best experience, but you'll definitely learn a lot from it Mm. and try and just jump into everything with both feet and don't think twice about it because the more you think about it, the more crazy it will seem. (laughs) (laughs) And because you've been working yeah. as a dresser, right? As your like your mm. hustle gig. That's right. So yeah, I work at um, Her Majesty's Theatre in, in Melbourne. So uh, yeah, and I love that job so much. I love, I just love working with costumes. That is my number one. If I can touch yeah. a costume, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> and surely, that, yeah, that must just keep your passion going, right? Through the times where you're like, there's no, no gigs coming up right now. Like, I'm just going to continue yeah. doing my thing. Absolutely. And like, I've just learned so much from that gig and learned how costumes can be put together and how they can be altered and changed. And um, it's also very nice sometimes to see that even in huge budget productions where you've got, you know, some of the most famous musical theatre artists in Australia, things still fall apart and go wrong and need to be redone. And that's a nice humbling <laughs> feeling because you think, okay, if it's happening here, it, it's okay that it happens <laughs> on my small scale production as well. Absolutely. <laughs> just life. That's just live theatre for you. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, well, Ashlyn, mm. thank you so much for coming on and having an amazing chat with me today. It's been so much fun. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you everyone who's been listening and hope we will see you soon and chat to you soon. Absolutely. Ta-ta. Thanks, Ash. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the content, remember to subscribe and follow us on social media with the handle at CitizenTheatreAU to stay in touch regarding upcoming productions and events. For any further information, visit us at www.citizentheatre.com.au.